Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann and welcome to an all new episode of the Man from New York podcast. Now, this podcast is usually very light in tone. I share stories or experiences here in New York of often, sometimes make references to things happening in the current events, but this is a, a sort of a lighthearted podcast. Uh, so power today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that's very serious, something that unless you're living on the rock or been traveling uh, on the dark side of the moon, has been what's happened in the news, of course, with what's happening with the border and immigration. So it will just have a slight political tone. So if you're not down with that, now's a good time to, to leave. So, of course, we know that uh, thousands of people have been detained at the border and thousands of children have been separated from their parents. Right? Something that has been politically turbulent as far as uh, what's happening in our country politically, news-wise, everything. Is, and it's been a very... And I will go on the record and say right now, I find this act sort of reprehensible and I find it morally repugnant uh, to separate these kids from their parents. And this uh, sort of... Uh, it's just really... I just think it's really horrible and it's really bad. It should not be done. But because many of these kids have been uh, spread out to many different parts of the country, many of these kids don't know when they're going to see their parents. Many of these parents have no idea where their kids are at. So this is just a really bad situation. And of course, many of these kids have ended up here in New York in uh, the foster care system or with agencies that deal with uh, kids who are... Don't either don't have parents or parents are unable to take care of them. In this case, people have parents who have been separated from their kids. So there's about 300 kids here in New York City, estimated, uh, and ironically, they're in a place known as East Harlem. Now, for those who are not familiar with New York, East Harlem is also known affectionately as Spanish Harlem or El Barrio. Uh, for years, this has been the center point for the Spanish-speaking community here in New York City. For a long time, this was sort of the heart and soul of the Puerto Rican community in New York. Because uh, there's other parts of the city, uh, the Bronx, the Lower East Side, of course. But Spanish Harlem, East Harlem, was a you know, sort of vital part of the Puerto Rican community in New York. Uh, one of the biggest names in Latin music, or really sort of an icon, is Tito Puente, who, of course... Uh, Spanish Harlem was his home, and of course, it was a center point of the salsa music movement. And uh, even though the Puerto Rican community has sort of dissipated as far as numbers, they still have a very strong presence in East Harlem. And of course, uh, that's been increasing numbers over the years of people from Mexico and Ecuador and other parts of uh, Central and South America uh, have, in fact, uh, so, so to plant it, uh, Puerto Ricans as the number one sort of Spanish-speaking populace in East Harlem. And going back even further, uh, what we know as Spanish Harlem used to be Italian Harlem. Uh, a large significant number of the Italian immigrant community lived in this part of Harlem. Uh, in fact, at one point, there were more Italians living in East Harlem than there were living in Little Italy. And this was at the height of Little Italy down the Lower East Side. Of course, there's still, a, still an, a very small but still significant Italian-American presence in East Harlem in the form of some of the classic restaurants. Uh, Rayo's is a very famous, exclusive restaurant. 
And the reason why I'm talking about East Harlem, because East Harlem is a neighborhood that I have a great affection for. Uh, family has lived there for a long time. And when I think about these kids, these kids being separated from their parents, obviously these kids must be scared because they don't know about the future. And when you are a child, things that you experience happen on a larger scale. And so you can imagine being a child and you're in a strange country and you don't know where your mother or father is, you can't speak to them, you can't communicate. You're surrounded by adults who you don't really know. And so all this is, you can imagine, very traumatizing. Everyone has a story as a kid. I don't care who you are. You have a story as a kid where you got lost or somewhere you're in a store or somewhere in a park. And for a minute or maybe even longer, you could not find your mom or your dad. Or they couldn't find you. And, you know, parents have that story all the time of they lose you know, sighting their kid for a second, they start to panic, or what happens to their child, they don't know where their kid is. And as a kid, especially when you're small and you can't find your mom or your dad or some other adult grandparent, and you begin to, like this unbelievable fear and anxiety. Now you take that and you multiply that, and that is what is happening with these kids. Now many of these kids, like I said, about 200 of them are in New York, uh, they are uh, being taken care of a, an agency here in East Harlem. Now I mentioned before, I find this ironic because I talk about the uh, community and the culture in East Harlem. So, and this is a small hope, but I hope that being in East Harlem can provide some sort of small comfort to these children. Because if you're in East Harlem, maybe there will be sounds and sights that sound familiar to them. Maybe the scent of food coming from a nearby restaurant or street vendor may give a little small comfort or maybe hearing uh, a language or dialect that sound very familiar to home will somehow give them hope that maybe things will be better. Or maybe hearing music coming from a passing car that they may have heard back home may somehow uh, maybe give them a second of joy, a second of relief. I hope these sights and sounds and scents of East Harlem can give these kids a chance to still think about the future being bright as the adults and our government get their act together to make this right. So this is a couple of my thoughts on about the situation Uh, Thank you uh, for listening. This has been Glenn Mann from New York.